Welcome to Intimacy Architecture with Christiane Bella. This call-in radio show is here to help you discover the power of your intimacy. So join us with your questions for Christiane and her world-renowned guests, authors, speakers, and doctors. Together, they will help you build a life you love. This is a shame-free space where no topic is taboo. Here is your host, Christiane Bella. Hello, greetings, everyone. Welcome. This is Intimacy Architecture, helping you to build a life you love. I am Christiane Bella, and with me this evening are my guests, Tawny Wolf and Alan David Reed, the authors of The Ten Terrains of Consciousness, helping us to get a better understanding of ourselves and others and the whole world. So uh, let's jump in. Thank you so much for being here with me this evening. It's Hi, Christian. Happy to be here with you. <laughs> We're really excited to talk with you. Yes. And it, well, for you, it's actually Saturday afternoon, right? Because y'all are in Australia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, wonders of technology. We're coming um, to you for the future. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I know. Isn't it so funny? It just shows like what a abstract, funny concept time is, isn't it? Um, so, tell me a little bit because you all kind of came from slightly interesting backgrounds like Tani you were a lawyer at some point right and David you worked or I'm sorry um, Alan you worked in like tech sector Silicon Valley how did you all come to find each other and to discover this idea of the 10 terrains of consciousness well for for me it was a journey where I had gone through technology and uh, been involved with science and studied the mysteries. And it was, it was really a, a search from my childhood to try to understand why we become so disconnected from nature and to understand human nature, uh, to understand our world. And so it really, I, I covered lots of ground to, to get that answer. And so, yeah, my, my background's varied, but the entire focus behind the scenes was really to answer what the 10 terrains model is, is teaching us. And I came from quite a different background. I, as you pointed out, I was initially a lawyer and then I left the law and became a screenwriter and a writer and a coach and all sorts of things. And then I had a long journey recovering from chronic pain and became a Feldenkrais practitioner, also a radio show host. And I just was in lots of different professions. But the thing that underlied everything I always was interested in was trying to understand other people better. I've always been interested in relationships, interpersonal dynamics. I came from a family where I now realize looking back, everyone was at very different terrains of consciousness as well as having different personality types. And, and so all the kinds of things that we like to understand in order to understand the differences between people, I was always interested in personality types and all that kind of stuff. And Alan and I actually originally came together as a romantic couple. We're not now, we, we, yeah. we started ages ago and now we're just colleagues mm -hmm. in the last three or four years. But initially we, we actually met on an online dating site and we came together and we were mm -hmm. kind of two, two opposite humans but we were both very deep thinkers and we both had had a very big journey ourselves through the 10 terrains and our own spiritual evolution. And mm -hmm. we kind of had these two opposite brains looking at the same question, which was really mm -hmm. what is underneath the differences between people? What is really underneath it, beneath their behaviours, yeah. beneath their conditioning, beneath the theology and the ideas that they believe? But what's really there? And just because we were in a relationship living together 24-7 mm -hmm. and, and our relationship was pretty intellectual one, we were always talking, 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 thinking, thinking and, and feeling into stuff. And ideas just started to pour through us. And, that, and we realised after a while that's what, why we had come together. It really wasn't for mm -hmm. a romantic relationship. It was to bring these ideas through once we recognized that we were able to clean that up and become just colleagues and the work has lived on through us which is really exciting I love that and I think that is such an important point too because we have I think um, uh, we're taught in society this unhealthy I think idea that you know when you partner with somebody it's like forever and it's like no we have jobs that we're supposed to do together and sometimes those aren't forever jobs they change they transform and um and so i love you know that you guys realize that you you know this was part of of uh, of the work that you were supposed to to co-create so let's jump in um i guess i, I want to actually kind of start because you did mention you know the, the idea of like personalities this is not like a personality quiz in the way that like myers-briggs or like the enneagram is can you kind of explain the difference between the 10 trains of consciousness and some of the other ones that um, people out there might be familiar with? Well, what we're looking at here is the, the fundamental under all of them. 
the mm -hmm. terrain is really the, the land on which all of the behavioral sciences grow. And so all the personality mm -hmm. tests and all of the behavioral uh, understandings really live on top of the terrain. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're really uh, looking at uh, a temporal ego related uh, understanding. This is actually our fundamental spiritual relationship to infinite consciousness, to, to life. And, and that informs our perceptions, our values, our beliefs at each point along this continuum. And so we, we really need to understand where we are coming from in order to see how we're relating to each of these behavioral systems and each of these psychology tests, because each terrain is going to when, when you're at, a, at one terrain, you're going to have a different relationship to uh, Myers-Briggs, for example, than you would at another. Um, another way to explain is, is think of your terrain as being a developmental phase. It's, sim it's more akin to your age, let's say. So you could be a Myers-Briggs ENFP, which I am, or a three Enneagram or a Gemini or a manifesting generator in your human design or whatever it is. And you could be a 12-year-old version of that, or you could be a 18-year-old version of that, or a 25-year-old version of that, and they're all equally good. They're just a bit different. They're just going to express differently. So if you're an ENFP and you're at the order-based terrain square and you've got a particular relationship to your own infinite self and a particular relationship to the world and authority figures and consensus mm -hmm. reality, you're going to be embodying that personality type very differently than let's say you're the coherence-based terrain spiral and you've got a totally different relationship to the multi-dimensional self that you are and so it's really useful to understand both so especially in relationships it's good to understand the person's personality type and also their attachment style and their childhood wounding and all that stuff that's personal to them but then to look at where they're at in their journey at what, right. what point are they at in their journey of awakening what lessons are they currently learning in their life? What challenges are they currently facing that are specific to the point that they're at in their journey? And then we can have a lot of compassion for them and where they're at. But it is actually quite a different thing to be looking at. Does that make yeah, sense? No, I love that. I love how, oh yeah. And how it, yeah, it's complimentary. Um, and it does, it just like builds, like you have kind of this like foundation and then, yeah, the, the like workings through it. Um, so let's jump into what the 10 terrains of consciousness are. Well, there, there, as Tony started to say, they're a map of our, our personal evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's if, if your listeners go to 10terrains.com, and I can spell that T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com, you'll see a row of icons. And this, this shows the whole visual picture uh, in, in, a, in a snapshot of, of the continuum of our journey and this evolution that we're going through. And they basically fall into two sets. There's the outer set, the first five, and then the inner set, which is the second five. And so uh, we, we basically are looking at a number of, of things happening here. They alternate from masculine to feminine. They alternate from individual to collective. So there's a lot of, uh, of uh, yin yang going on here. The whole, there's an entire symmetry to this model. And really when we look at nature, the whole thing is symmetrical. So what we're, we're looking at is, is how this ebb and flow happens as we go through life and, and go through our spiritual journey. And each terrain really is like a completely different universe. You could almost think of it as a completely different classroom and different lessons, different challenges, different gifts that you're here to give society. Mm -hmm. Another way to think about it is like a different colored pair of glasses. Like someone at Square might have purple glasses on, someone at Diamond might have red glasses on. They're actually seeing the world through a completely different mm -hmm. lens. They could be sitting at the dinner table having a conversation and they don't realize that they're really seeing the world from such a radically different place. And it's not just their beliefs and their personality type, it's their fundamental relationship to reality. So that's, it's really, I mean, we've chosen the word terrain very specifically because if you think about in a, in a geographical terrain, the terrain mm -hmm. of the ground causes the kinds of plants and trees and rivers that are going to be there. So depending on which terrain you're driving through, you're going to see very different behaviors of plants and trees. It's the same with the person, depending on what terrain they're at deep down in their spiritual relationship to self, you're going to see their behaviors, their choices, the kinds of things they're resonating with, the kinds of healing modalities or people they're drawn to are going to be very different the kinds of work they do. Yeah, well, and, and I'd also add that, you know, as Tani's saying, because one pair of glasses is red and the other one's blue, they're, each of these, these universes have their own language, they have their own listening, they have their own memetics, and importantly, in relationships, they have their own safety needs. And so if we really want to look at what would really bring harmony and compassion into relationships, 
when you understand the person's terrain, well, when you understand your terrain, you'll understand what you need to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And then when you understand the terrain of the person you have the conversation with, you will understand what they need to feel safe and how they need to hear things. And with the languages, the kinds of words, even there, there's actual keywords for each of these terrains. So to begin a conversation uh, with someone, really, I, I've, I've been looking at this idea that really reframes relationships to, to look at and the person and say, what do you need here to feel safe? What do you need in this mm. conversation to feel safe? So that you're, you're actually creating care and, and a container of safety for each other rather than you're defending your, your point of view, they're defending their point of view, but this is all unconscious because each of these terrains, like I say, they, they're like French and German. They're, they're, they're unconsciously speaking different languages. Yeah. And so you don't really know that this person is getting triggered because they're they're you know not getting what you're saying. They're actually feeling challenged at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I actually had a really personal experience of this yesterday. I was on a drive with a friend, and he's probably in his late fifties, and he was on the and he's in Australia, and he was on the phone to his son, who's in America, who's probably in his thirties, yeah. and they were both very very worried about the daughter, you know, the sister and the daughter, who was very unwell mentally. And they were having this very concerned conversation about the well-being of their sister slash daughter. And they're yeah. both speaking, not just from two different personality types, which I could hear, but actually from two different terrains. And one of them really needed the daughter to be looked after by the medical profession and to feel safe mm-hmm. that she was being taken care of by professionally qualified doctors. And the other one just wanted, and that was actually the son, and the father, who's actually at a very different terrain, was wanting the daughter to be around kindred spirits who she would resonate with energetically so that her frequency could be lifted. And they were having this conversation. Yeah. They were almost screaming at each other. And I was like, right. oh, my God, I wish I could intervene right now and explain to them what's happening. But it's really profound. And it wasn't just because one was more logical, yeah. one was more intuitive from their personality yeah. type. There was more going on than that. Right. It's this like deep underlying base. Like you're saying this idea, you know, I I can't grow a a pineapple here in Nashville, Tennessee. Like it's just not going to (laughs) happen. Like it would be really hard. Um, Whereas in other places that would just happen naturally. And I love how you talk about this idea of safety um, because this is a big thing. You know, when I talk to people about safer sex or safer relationships, it it has so much more to do than what we think of as like, you know, uh, using a condom or not. It's like, no, there's a whole spectrum of what creates a safer situation. And a lot of it has to do with our emotional um, senses, you know, how, yeah, how we're responding to the environment we're in, how we're communicating, how we feel understood, do we feel heard? So, you know, this idea of really understanding your terrain, so you know what you need to feel safer, you can identify that, and then you can explain that, ask for what you need, and you can understand other people's needs. I think that's so valuable in relationships. Um, so, if you're in a train, because I love this when I was reading the book, I, I thought this was really interesting because um, at first and I thought it was really funny because I'm a diamond and um, and I was like, oh, well, I want to be, you know, I want to be a circular. <laughs> like, how do I get there? And then I read the part where it's like diamonds will out. And I was like, oh, I'm doing that thing where I want to like jump ahead. Um, but how you talk about that, it isn't like a hierarchy, you know, um, like had you mentioned earlier, you know, it's very similar to this idea of an age you know, somebody at 12 isn't necessarily better than somebody at 25. It's just, you're in a different space. So it's more of a continuum. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Um, especially for those of us who, who are like overachievers and want to jump ahead. Well, the, the reason you're where you're at is because there's, if you look at a, a spiritual perspective, uh, there's, there's things for you to understand. And, and this, this continuum really is a, a we look at life, it's a self-healing system, just like our body. So as you learn what you're to learn at the point you're at, you will naturally be brought, you know, to, to the next terrain because life will just naturally then take you to the next school. It's like, well, you, you've gotten what you need to, to get here. You've done, the, you've given the gifts, you've learned the challenges and you'll naturally grow, go, grow and go through this. So there's nothing that you need to do, there's nothing you can do to, to push yourself ahead, just like you can't really force grass to grow. You just have to mm-hmm. surrender and allow the process. And the process is really about the, the work you're to do. And so by knowing your terrain, you'll you'll be really present to it. It's like the idea of know thyself. You know, a lot of us mm-hmm. really are looking to understand who am I? Well, when you understand where you're at, 
you sort of have mm. a back door into where, you know, who am I by knowing where am I? Because when you know where you're at, you'll know, well, this is, this is who I am in this moment. You know, I am this infinite consciousness. Yes, underneath it all, I always have been, and I'm, you know, I'm a mortal being. But in this moment, I've incarnated into this container and this container sitting where it's sitting because of what it is I need to be doing and, and understanding and learning. And so that's really our work is to really be here now in this moment at where you're at and, and uh, get present to what it is that's being offered to you there. And they're very rich. Each of these terrains are, they're mystery schools, each and of themselves. And you could spend an entire lifetime in one terrain and go very deep into it and, and be a way shore for others into that terrain. Or like myself, I had a journey that I basically came across a number of terrains from where I started as a child. So it's been my journey. If I look at my gene keys, you know, that was my life purpose was to come through all of this. So it's, it's different for all of us. There's, there's no one size fits all. Some of us may go through an arc where we, we go through a big transition from one terrain to the next. And then that's huge. Like most of the movies are really just an arc from one terrain to the next. Mm-hmm. And, and we see those as, as epic uh, blockbusters. So yeah, it's, it's different in every case. And it's also really important to know that everybody's journey is equally valid. You know, like right. the, my father, for example, he spent his whole life in the order-based terrain square and he's made major contributions to our family and to society and to his community from that place. You know, we need people at that terrain, actually, because that's right. the terrain that provides the order and the structures of our society and the institutions and keeps things very stable. And there's other people who might have shifted through two or three terrains because they've had some massive crises happen or death in the family or something that's awoken them and caused them to see the world so differently and start questioning how they were living, questioning everything they were thinking, questioning authority, and they they start to have a terrain shift. And there's some people that might have happened several times and to the point where they don't recognise themselves from 20 years ago. They're like, I don't believe any of the same things. I'm not living in the same place. And, And it can be very disconcerting when someone goes through a terrain shift and they wake up one day and they're like, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Uh, who am I right now? I'm not drawn to the same people, or the same work, or the same practices. And so we really encourage anyone listening to jump onto our website. We have a self-analysis quiz. You can do it. Only takes 10 minutes. Super affordable, like five bucks. And it's interesting and fun. And at the end of that, you find out your terrain. And we actually, uh, you can get a report. It's like a 40-page report, and it explains exactly where you're at right now in your journey. And it'll give you some understanding of why everything's so different than it was. Or if you're someone who's been at the same terrain your whole life, it will really help you explain like why you have certain things you feel really passionately called to contribute to society that maybe other people in your life just don't really get because they're not at the same terrain. Because each, each terrain has very different things that they're here to do for the collective. as well as different challenges, different lessons. So it's just really important to understand that no one's journey is better than yours. You don't get a prize if you, like, go through all the trains and end up at infinity. There's no one standing at the end with a trophy going, woohoo, you win. You know, it's like, really, it's just as difficult there. You've got just different challenges. They're just, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to swap them for your challenges. They're just different. It's because each one is a school. There's different things you're learning. Yeah, the grass, you know, they say the grass is always greener, but it's really not in this case. You know, people think, well, gee, it's, it's, I, I want to become, you know, enlightened. Well, to become enlightened is a, is a huge responsibility because you realize that everything that's being happening to you and everything that's going on in your world you're, you're responsible for that. You're creating that. And, and right. you really have to, to look at yourself very deeply. And, and that's something that, you know, may not be, uh, you know, something that you're ready for yet, you know, and you may have other right. things to give to the world that are outside of that, that, that you are, you know, needing to be at the terrain you're at for. So it's a case by case basis in every, in every instance, it's like snowflakes. This is like H2O, this model. And mm-hmm. we're also, you know, we're all of the same thing, but we all have different expressions. Yeah. All right. Well, I love this. And we are going to jump right back into this conversation right after our break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The holidays are just around the corner. Do you want to go through another round of fighting and avoiding your family? Or are you ready to build the life you love? 
Intimacy Architecture is here to help with our Relationship Reset Program, which combines individual and partner sessions, learn communication techniques, self-awareness, and shift your approach to connection so you can restore trust and enjoy healthy relationships with those close to you. Visit IntimacyArchitect.com to enroll. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Intimacy Architecture. We want to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. You know there's a question you have or something on your mind. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? That's okay. Send an email to intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christiane might be answering you on an upcoming show. Now back to Intimacy Architecture. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. I am Christiane Bella, and you are listening to Intimacy Architecture, helping you to build a life you love my guests this evening are authors Alan David Reed and Tawny Wolf. They wrote The Ten Trains of Consciousness, helping you to understand yourself, other people, and the world around you. And we were just chatting about how the terrains are really this space um, very similar to nature, you know, kind of the different places in which we grow, one no better than the other, um, and how each of them does have a purpose and a place. And so, Let's kind of circle back around because, um, yeah, I was saying before break, I did hop on the, the site and I highly recommend this to our listeners that you hop on the site and take the quiz. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. So it's www.tentrainscom backslash quiz. And you can take the quiz um, and learn what your te- what 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 part of the terrain of the 10 terrains you're in mine was a diamond um so yeah so uh i would love to hear you know your thoughts on on what uh what the diamond perspective is so diamond is a little nickname we've given the reflection based terrain those of you who are following along have a look at our website uh, 10 you'll see a picture of 10 different icons and we found that giving each terrain symbols really, really helps because actually if you look at those 10 symbols, they really tell the story of, of humanity's evolution, both individually but also our collective evolution because as a culture we actually move through each terrain. So it's interesting to talk about diamond because as a culture we are actually at diamond at the moment have been since about the 1960s. So those of you who are also at that terrain in your personal journey are really in sync with the, the changes and the growth that's happening in our culture right now. And people who are at a different terrain can be out of sync with that and can find it very challenging. So some of the key features of diamond is really diamond arises in response to square, the order-based terrain, which is the terrain before mm-hmm. it. So I'll just say a couple of things about square. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Before I share a little bit about diamond. So square is very much the point where someone gets to a point in their journey where they start to care about something bigger than themselves so that, you know, the previous terrains are much more self-interested and ego-based. At Square, someone's about the, the society and the safe functioning of society and the institutions and building institutions of government. I'm going to be part of the system and I'm going to be a cog in the machine. And that might mean that they do the same job for 50 years because they feel that they're playing a good part, being an upstanding citizen of society, and they're really agreeing with the consensus reality and they're playing their part. As someone shifts from the order-based terrain square to the reflection-based terrain diamond, the big thing that happens, or if they're born at diamond, but a lot of people actually shift from square to diamond, is they start to question that. They're like, hang on a sec, I'm more than a cog in the machine. I'm an individual. I want to have my own unique journey. I'm not going to do what society tells me. It's here that people start to question things, questioning their identity, questioning their sexuality, questioning their life path, questioning their their career path, questioning their beliefs, their ideas, trying out different ideologies, trying out different identities, sometimes changing their whole look to fit a certain identity Mm -hmm. and then finding other people and other subcultures that match that identity and reflect it back to them. That's why we've called it the reflection-based terrain. It's really Mm -hmm. here where we see lots of subcultures, lots of different ideologies. Everyone's kind of competing on the internet for their own ideologies, their own ideas. And in fact, the internet itself is a diamond invention mm-hmm. because previously at Square, we all read the same encyclopedia. No one <laughs> really wanted to question it. Now we have a, a forum where information is decentralized, mm-hmm. which is something that can only happen at diamond. People want to think for themselves, research themselves, hack their own life, you know, 
Everything's about decentralizing. And so if you're a culture at Diamond, you can see that ramification of that. If you're an individual at Diamond, it's very much the journey of unique expression. Like I'm going to decide who I am. Who do I choose to be? And then I'm going to build my life around that identity, choose my friends, my subculture, my work in alignment with that, my projects in alignment with that. I'm going to really, really... It's almost even a self-branding, but but it's coming from your own choice. You're not doing it in response to what society is telling you. So it's very empowered. It's very free. And Diamond is also a place of questioning and innovation. So a lot of the great contributions technologically, scientifically, in culture, in art, like the whole enlightenment came from people at Diamond. Right. The new ways of art and culture. Everything that we're seeing in our modern culture has come from people at that terrain. So it's very much about growth, expansion. If you're a spiritual person at Diamond, you're probably very committed to growth, expansion, learning, always wanting to learn more. It's always about expansion. It's always about yeah. looking forwards. And, and I would say that the first four terrains of the matter-based terrain to the order-based terrain square are really more about just being able to negotiate life and survive and, and, mm-hmm. and, and have, have your safety as, as a, you know, in your, in your world. But when you, when you move to Diamond, you're really beginning the journey of who am I at that point. And the, and the journey that, that continues from that point is who am I, but that journey deepens. And so really you are at the beginning and society is starting to ask, who are we? And each of the people at Diamond are asking, who am I? And so it's, it's really a time of inner, inner reflection, self-reflection, and really looking at, at, at how I choose to express myself, how I choose to show up. And then as that goes on, it, it, it deepens, it broadens, and uh, it expands. And that's really what we're looking at is not levels here, but degrees of expansion of that question, mm-hmm. who am I? You know, you start that journey of who am I at Diamond, but that journey goes very deep. Right. It goes multidimensional. It's, it, it transcends time and space by the time you reach uh, the unity-based terrain infinity. I love that. So when we're talking about relationships and connections, um, oh, I don't think I said this on air. I think we were off air when I mentioned that my, I haven't had a chance for my husband um, or my other partners to, to take this quiz yet, but I'm super curious to see where they fall. So how does that work? You know, is it, are you looking to date somebody in the same terrain or are there certain terrains that are like really up and you want to avoid? Um, what are kind of the scope of that? Well, I wanted, I wanted to offer this, this idea that if, you know, we've seen various models of personal space. I, when I studied architecture, there was this idea that there's an actual measurement between, you know, public space and, and, you know, kind of family space or friendship space. And then at the very inner core, there's intimacy, intimacy space, which is, you know, almost like, you know, next to each other. So there's actual physical distance of this, these concentric circles to allow someone into your intimate space you've got to feel safe. In fact, how you allow people in through each of these concentric circles is is by degrees of how you feel safe. And so by understanding your terrain, understanding what you need to feel safe, again, we're looking at this idea of of opening yourself up to intimacy by feeling safe. And so if you understand the other person in your, when you're dating and in relationships and families, whatever, if you understand what that person's safety needs are, as I've mentioned before, they will then naturally allow you into their intimate space. They won't have any walls right. up because they will naturally feel like you are uh, you know, caring for them and they're not going to have any place in them that's going to feel threatened or on guard. And I would yeah. say following on from that, like in an ideal world, we would love to choose, like I'm single at the moment, right? So I'm applying all this in real time. <laughs> right. In an ideal world, we would like to attract someone to us who's compatible with us. And there's different aspects of that. So there's, I'm compatible on a personality type. We get each other, we understand each other's minds. I'm extroverted, you're extroverted, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And there's, you know, like the attachment wounding stuff. You know, maybe I'm mm-hmm. securely attached, are you securely attached? I'm anxious, I might be drawn to an avoidant. That's not gonna be so functional. Things like that. Then there's, you know, our love languages. I like to express love through words of affirmation. Do you, you know, Mm -hmm. but we can work with all of these things. We just need to understand that it's like our erotic blueprint. You know, are you more sensual or are you more kinky? You know, those kind of things. Right. And then there's um, and then there's things like your terrain, which is really, really deep. And you may be compatible in all those other areas and think, I should get along so well with this person. Like, we sexually match. We're, you know, we both believe in polyamory. We're both monogamous. You know, and it's all good. And then still... Right. 
When a fundamental issue comes up, like an illness or a member of the family sick or work is lost, the big things that trigger our fears, suddenly my mm. partners are realising much more conservative with me, needs much more mm. safety around the stability of the job and I'm really just sensing the energy of it or whatever. And I'm coming from a totally different level of trust in life than they are and so the deeper stuff can yeah. kick in. So even if we're super compatible, it's really important to understand this and it can happen the other way. Mm. You could be at the same terrain as someone. You're both at circle, the connection-based terrain. You're both really deeply connected to the earth. You feel the feelings of the trees. You're in your feelings. You're very comfortable in your feminine energy. You're living as a community, but you're totally incompatible personality types. You don't get each other's love languages. One of you is into monogamy. One's polyamorous. So it's like all of these things are important. Mm -hmm. And at all times, we can work with it if we understand the other person. Like you might just love that person and they're just totally wrong for you in lots of ways, but you love them. You can make it work if you understand that they have different love languages, that they're an ENTJ Mm -hmm. and you're an ENFP or, you know, they've had an insecure attachment style and you don't or whatever. If you understand Mm -hmm. they're at square and you're at diamond. But the difference with the terrains is there are some terrains where, like, for example, if someone was at the unity-based terrain, infinity, which is all the way over here, they're pretty much in a state of surrender. They're living moment to moment without any ego agenda. They're very humble being. It's going to be totally fine for them to be in a relationship with someone at a different terrain because they're very surrendered. They're in a deep state of love and compassion 24-7. They're not going to get triggered much by the other person. But if if someone's at square and someone's at diamond and they're very close in their terrain but they're different, that's where you're going to have terrain clashes. So if someone's at circle and someone's at diamond or someone's at diamond and someone's at square or someone's at square and someone's at pyramid, like mm-hmm. that half of the model where people are much more attached with their ego identity to their beliefs and their ideas, that's where these clashes can be bigger. So it's really helpful if you're at, at one of those first five or six terrains that you really understand your terrain and you really understand your partner's terrain. If you're at spiral and your partner's a toroid and you're both in a fairly expanded mm-hmm. place, we're not going to be as big of a problem. Does that answer? Yeah. Oh, that no, that totally makes sense. And it also makes me think that, that my boyfriend Adam is probably uh, the infinity one <laughs> because he's very much like that. Like it, we actually often uh, joke around about like, you know, trying to make like you can't really make plans with him because he's very much just like in the moment. If the spirit tells him in the moment, this is where he's supposed to be, then that's where he is. And and so he, you just have to like roll with it. Um <laughs> So yeah, so that's really, that's really funny. I love it. You will see that you will see that from someone at spiral or possibly someone at infinity. So yeah, very mm-hmm. to get him to do the quiz and see. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very curious. Um, so it sounds like it is a very much to do with your spiritual journey and kind of how you're expanding in the, in the sense of like spiritual consciousness. Um, so with that in mind, you know, is there is there this sense of responsibility to, to kind of dive in? And I, I mean, I know you, I said, you know, you can't like force level it up, but to just have this deeper spiritual understanding of what your, your purpose is within this terrain. Well, I think there's, there's an interesting uh, flip that has to happen in our, in our minds. When, when we look at this, most of us come, you know, it's, it's human nature to come from a, an egocentric or anthropomorphic mm-hmm. uh, perspective to think that, well, you know, my spiritual journey is, is sort of an expansion. And uh, what I'm wanting to say is that actually we already are this infinite consciousness underneath mm-hmm. it all. And we're really, we have to, we have to kind of flip it all 180. We're actually coming back and, and even coming into who we've always been. And so it's a remembering process. And so that there's, it's, it's an interesting thing, which makes life interesting because we see things in, in one way, but if you look at things from a spiritual perspective, it's actually the opposite that's happening. And so this model is really reflecting that opposite that's happening. And so um, I, I'm not sure if I remember the second part of your question. I can answer it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say just about what you asked, which is really in terms of what is the spiritual goal here, mm-hmm. it's a really great question that someone at Diamond would ask because it's all about, <laughs> no, but it's brilliant. I love it. It's, it's exactly what I would hope you would ask. It's a perfect question because it's about where can we get to, how can we get there, and, and that's really important. And the thing is, actually, this is the kind of cosmic spiritual joke. Everybody, every terrain has the same goal. They just don't know that they do. 
So one of these are lovely metaphors Alan likes to use all the time is this idea of a rubber band. So here is mm-hmm. the person as their infinite self, their immortal being, they're connected with everything that is. And here's how far they're separated from that. So they might be all the way back here, they're a pyramid or they're a radial and they've got so much charge and beliefs and conditioning, past lives and everything holding them there. But their goal is always to slowly allow themselves to heal and to stop getting in the way of the healing Mm. that wants to happen as we as a culture and as an individual start to heal back. Everybody's goal is always to be one with everything because that's all there is to be. But the thing is, not everyone knows that. So someone down here doesn't know that's their goal. They're not interested in it. Someone here is starting at diamond, starting to go, wow, I'm starting to feel this pull to be more in alignment with my infinite self. I don't really know how to do that. But someone here is like getting a bit more conscious about that. Someone here is like practicing mm-hmm. it moment to moment. They're falling out of it. Then they're noticing it again. Someone here is living there more and more and someone's living here permanently. So, but it's actually all the same game. Right. I love that. And for those of you who will get to watch this on YouTube, um, the, the awesome clips on YouTube, they did this fabulous demonstration with the rubber band. So definitely check out the YouTube clip. Um, and it also- Oh, sorry, shows. I forgot it was an yeah. audio. Yes, yes. No, no, no. Put that bit on YouTube. It, uh, yeah, yeah. No, we do We do both. We do audio and video. So um, so yeah, so everyone will, will get to see. I love the demonstration. Um, so kind of into past lives, because I'm curious how- does this correlate to your past lives and is there a way to know like okay well in my past life I you know I was really stuck in that like triangle and and so what what maybe unfinished residue might there be or or something to that effect well we we have to understand that we are infinite consciousness and infinite consciousness is as the word says it's infinite it's immortal we always are we always have been so all past lives are are this moment but what's interesting is that where you leave off, you pick up. What we really are, and the reason we're being, as is, is Tony was showing with the rubber band, the reason you're being held where you're being held is that if you look at the quantum physics of it, we are a bundle of energy. We are, it's an electric universe. We're a bundle of electricity, a bundle of charge. And you hear, you know, you hear this oftentimes said, well, this person's got a lot of charge on something. Well, yeah. it's that charge that's keeping them separated from themselves because in that charge is judgment. In that charge is trauma. In that charge is just, a belief structure that is, is is sort of rigid. And so we are really holding ourselves in place by our charge in that bundle of charge. And so where you were in a past life and the charge, you know, it's, it's a continuous thing. You leave one life, you come into the next life and you basically pick up with that bundle of charge you left off with because it's a, you know, it's a, a morphogenic field, even though you come through genetic lines of other parents and all of that, there's there's a lot of interesting things that are happening here and you basically pick up and settle in and that's kind of, you know, it's like a lock and a key. It's like they yeah. say, well, we choose our parents. Well, I see it more, more of a mathematical relationship. It's mm-hmm. like, well, here's what you are as a, as a key based on your bundle of charge. And so what would be the lock that would, that you would naturally come into? And then those are the two people that go, yeah, well, this I'm, I'm creating the container for you to come in so that you can pick up where you left off. So yeah, that's, that's the thing about past lives is you're, you're just, we're on a journey and it's as many lifetimes as we need. So there's no rush here. Uh, You know, you don't need to get a prize to get it in this lifetime. It just depends mm-hmm. on your purpose. And equally, and equally so, there are some beings who've, you know, expanded to the point where they've even passed infinity, they're at no thing. They may choose no thing, the void-based terrain, which is the final mm-hmm. terrain. They may choose to come back and have another go. They might choose to come back in at a really contracted terrain, like radial with fundamentalism and, and a lot of tribalism. And they might, or, or a pyramid, which is the terrain where we see empire and domination and gangs and us versus them kind of scarcity mentality. Because somebody needs to come in to play the role of Hitler. It's not a fun job. Right. I don't want to play that job for the part of the greater learning and healing of society and humanity, which is not a mm-hmm. way that often we look at it. But if you stand back far enough yeah. and look from the perspective of, say, the fractal-based terrain toroid, which is a really expanded place of looking from where, where someone can see the highest mm-hmm. good of everything playing out for the good of the collective, mm-hmm. we need some beings to come in and play those roles and do those jobs that no one else is going to want to do. Mm-hmm. And so they may be coming in in service to do something for the highest learning growth of humanity. And it may not necessarily be a progressive thing, but that's because they're at that point in their journey where they've passed that. They've already they've already had all the learning. So now maybe they're coming back in service for some other reason. So it's, it's not that yeah. simple, but you can see how it correlates. Yeah. No, I think that's a really important point too, especially with the state of things in the world. I, I feel like to 
to address that. Yeah. You know, everything does have a purpose. You know, we we're learning a lot from these challenges. Um, I mean, right now you all are in Australia, but like here in the States, I mean, we still don't know like what's happening elections. Like it's kind of a <laughs> insane here right now. But I mean, also a gift, I think, you know, like it's been a gift to see like, oh, wow, these are the places where we haven't really healed, where we have some work to do. These are the, you oh. know, are we prioritizing being at a 40 hour work job or did we realize, Hey, actually I can be home and be around nature and do, you know, so often to see it. And sometimes it isn't, you know, until, like you said, you kind of get that bigger scope picture that you realize like these are gifts and and these are uncomfortable jobs, but they're important jobs that need to happen. And one of the things we've been talking about a lot in these interviews we've been doing is people saying, well, what the hell's going on right now in the world? Actually from a terrain, 10 terrains perspective, that actually is an explanation a terrain's explanation mm-hmm. of what's happening, which is that as a collective, as I said at the start of the interview, we, we are a collective we're at diamond in the prevailing terrain. It doesn't mean everyone's at that terrain, but the kind of collective gravity of our culture right. at the moment. But actually what's happened this year, especially with the COVID lockdown and everyone being forced into stillness and all the distractions gone, the people who are at diamond who are in the process of starting to shift to circle, their journey has sped up because so the jump from diamond to circle is from doing to being it's from busyness to stillness it's from outer to inner and head to heart and so there's millions and millions of people around the world who are already in the process of that long journey and that's been sped up for them and so what what we're starting to see as a collective is that the consequence of that is the collective prevailing terrain is is a little bit of a movement we wouldn't say it's moving to circle, but it's the very start of the move to circle. And that's really the move from disconnection from nature to connection to nature. And who knows what's going to happen over the next 40 or 50 years as that, as that um, movement continues and continues. But that's sometimes, like just like in your own individual life, to move from diamond to circle or square to diamond often takes something momentous like the death of a parent yeah. or loss of a relationship or a job falling apart or a crisis of identity. Yeah. And it's so big that it forces you to have a massive spiritual awakening. That's what's happening to us collectively right. right now. But it's not very fun. Yeah, we can think of like valleys and mountains. And, and the idea here is mm-hmm. that, you know, inertia is sort of in the valley. It's sort of like the ball wants to rest in this valley. So in order to kind of kick the ball up over the mountain to the next valley, it takes a bit of a boost. Once it gets going, it, it, it can start rolling. But it, it, to get that thing started, it, it, something needs to kickstart it. So spirit... Mm-hmm. You know, and it's in the infinite wisdom, we call it the infinite self's wisdom. You might call yeah. it the higher self or God, you know, there's many names for it. In, in that infinite wisdom, it's like, okay, well, you've been sitting here long enough. Let's give you a nice kick to get you started on this mm-hmm. journey. And, and that'll come about in many ways, illness or loss of jobs or just in the endless possibilities to how that's going to get started. It's all mm-hmm. relative to what you need. But it's basically the idea that, okay, you're, you, you, you've hung out here long enough. Uh, you got this one. It's time to kind of kick you along and mm-hmm. get you back up over that mountain to the next valley. And a giant global lockdown yeah. and race riots and global bushfires and everything is a pretty good kick in the butt. Yeah, yeah. No, we have we've had some great catalysts for change here in this last year. It's, it's happening globally. I mean, everyone's in yeah. unrest. It's getting to people all over the world. And it's most magnified in the U.S., but everybody's feeling it. Everybody's feeling it. Even in Australia, we've had parts of Australia in total lockdown for eight months, not being able to leave the house. And a lot, a lot of yeah. unrest and people having to sit with their discomfort and feel, mm-hmm. you know, am I in a relationship I'm happy with? Am I actually listening to my heart? Am I following my truth? Am I really following? Is this really what I'm for? Because they've only got time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's been a gift to, yeah, to not be able to run and distract ourselves from it and to, yeah, and to be in that temporary discomfort to, to examine and dig in. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super grateful. I, you know, I've definitely been on the, the side of like, this is a present, like, you know, like, yes, it's, it's uncomfortable, but this is good. We need to be uncomfortable. We don't change. If we're not uncomfortable, we stay complacent and that doesn't really work. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, cause I love, um, especially for, uh, I know I have a lot of like awesome, uh, geeky cult nerd followers. You talk in the book about, um, this comparison of like Luke Skywalker and this journey and how, um, each of the terrains kind of have this like pop culture reference. And so tell me a little bit more about how you see that playing out and maybe, you know, that'll also help people kind of relate and see themselves in, in the, the different terrains. Yeah. Well, I've just got a little note here because I was 
Which movies? Oh gosh, I'll just look at it. There's there's lots there's lots and lots of examples in popular culture. Mm-hmm. I would say at the moment what we're seeing on Netflix because I watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. What we're seeing on Netflix is really diamond. Like we're seeing so much about AI and so much about gender fluidity and so much about mm-hmm. everyone like you, me, her. It's like how can we live in three polyamorous couples all together? You know, like it's yeah. it's very questioning the done thing, questioning the status mm-hmm. quo. You know, yeah. even shows like Sensate, it's very much about the mind and, and how can we extend our mind beyond our body. You know, it's all, it's really diamond stuff. Whereas if you look at traditional television, you know, and you look at like Pride and Prejudice or Lord of the Rings or Downton Abbey, shows like that, they really show a much more ordered society at square where everyone has their role. Everyone's, you know, the, you can't marry this person if you're not at this cast. It's a very simple ordered life. There's not like everyone's transgender and questioning everything. Like it's very simple and ordered. So then we get to show the diamond and everything's been thrown out the window. There's no rules. Everyone's questioning everything. It's radical. It's, it's exciting. We don't see that much stuff. Um, oh, I'll just go back to Pyramid, actually, the wheelbase terrain. There's a lot of movies that explore the clash between Pyramid and Square. I think all mm. kind of geeky people like me would know, like any kind of high fantasy like Lord of the Rings it's always like the evil mm-hmm. overlord is at pyramid he wants to dominate the whole world and accumulate wealth and power and then the little sure. guy teams up with all the other little guys and they come together because yeah. they're all square and they want to save society they don't care about their own life they're very selfless and they all team together without any mm-hmm. ego to overcome this guy but if you watch something like Game of Thrones which is yeah. actually feels very different to watch because that's a show coming from Pyramid, stories written from Pyramid. There's no coming together of everybody to overthrow the big yeah. bad. They're all scrambling for power between themselves. <laughs> it's like, what is yeah. happening here? Why are they not all banding together to overcome Sauron? Actually, <laughs> because it's not Lord of the Rings, it's Game of Thrones and it's at a different terrain. And then in terms of Circle, in terms of Circle, which is the one after Diamond, you'll see movies like Avatar, which really touched mm. everybody so deeply because you had this society, mm. the Navi, who are at Circle. They're like an Indigenous culture. They're very connected yeah. to the earth. They put their hair and it connects to the horse and they all talk to each other. Mm. You know, they're all mm. connected to the tree. This guy comes in from this pyramid culture. We're going to conquest, we're going to conquer. And he mm. kind of shifts from pyramid to square to diamond to circle of yeah. the movie. It's a, Massive epic journey. It's why people resonate with it so much. Um, so there's a few a few movies at Circle, not that many. There's a few things that show up at Spiral. Actually, a really funny example of Spiral is something like Groundhog Day. Even though most of the characters, yeah. are, even though most of the characters in it are at Diamond, the overall storyline about you're going to keep recreating the same thing until something inside you shifts is actually yeah. an example of how people at Spiral live. That always about creating their own reality from the inside out. So, I always give that as an example. Even though the characters in it aren't at that terrain, that the concept yeah. is from Spiral. And then mm. Toroid, you really don't see many examples of Toroid other than, like, for example, in Star Wars, the Force, the concept of the Force and the mm. Jedi. Jedis are at Toroid, actually. It's really interesting. They're all they're totally in a state of trust at any moment. They're mm. using the quantum field. <laughs> they're so tuned in to the infinite intelligence. So I think Lucas has somehow tapped into that because this, these terrains have mm-hmm. always been there. We just suddenly named them, but they've always been there. And you can right. see them throughout history and writings and great, all the spiritual teachers have come from Infinity and Toro. Mm-hmm. I think the actual characters of, of maybe Yoda is a good example, someone at Infinity. Yeah. But obviously all great spiritual teachers that have come through yeah. history. People like that. Yeah, and we would encourage uh, your listeners to go uh, read the book because we do have Absolutely. Skywalker as an example <laughs> and the terrain mm-hmm. that he went through to get That's to where true. he became uh, more aware and, and and really about self-belief. I mean, that's something that that we need to look at here is we go through these terrains, we, we deepen in our self-belief and his journey was starting out where he didn't that's really square. believe it, it's where he didn't believe in himself so much. And as he moved across and grew and Yoda was giving him the mentoring he was, he became more and more in, inside of himself, trusting the force, which is really about believing in yourself. It's all metaphoric. Everything is. Mm-hmm. And so he became one to really fully believe in himself. And then we look at uh, the Matrix as one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neo, same idea. You know, he was just part of the Matrix. And then he really started to learn to believe in himself. And when he finally got it, boy, all the bullets just stopped yeah. right there and dropped. Right. So th- these, these movies are telling us this because it's in our collective zeitgeist. It's in the field. And, and these, these mm-hmm. artists, it's what I find about comics. I always liked, when I was a kid, I always read the comics rather than the news because I could really see 
the health and the, the nature of the culture mm-hmm. through how the artists were expressing what was happening in the moment. So it's, art is really what's expressing uh, going on and, and metaphor because that's life. And I would say those of you who are interested in this stuff, definitely go to um, our YouTube channel. To, uh, just look up 10 Terrains on YouTube because I did a pretty cool video comparing Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones around the time Game of Thrones came out. And we've also recently done a series going through each te- terrain and applying it to COVID, like why people are responding so differently at each terrain to the coronavirus crisis. And I love applying this to movies and books and music and popular culture. And Alan loves applying this to politics and current events so whichever of those two things you're interested in as that the year goes on we're going to be making more and more movies more and more videos where we're applying this because it actually brings it to life for people to apply it to movies you can see it in music like think of david bowie like he's the most classic example of diamond just Mm. expression unique expression and there's so many examples of this in our culture so we, we love making videos about that so if you're interested in it definitely find us on youtube yeah, we I just finished a, a concluding video for the COVID series, but it's uh, it's one that I've had a few friends look at, and it really expresses our, our spiritual journey, which is what we've been talking about. So it'll be uh, released here uh, very soon. In the next few Fantastic. Days, yeah. So we are um, just about to wrap up. So um, any, uh, we've got about like a minute or so left, if you have like one last thought you want to share. And uh... I would just say really quickly that, you know, one of the things we're really excited about the 10 terrains is that it's the opportunity to have greater compassion for yourself and for other people. And if you do our quiz, 10terrains.com, find out where you're at in your journey. You can actually cut yourself some slack, you know, like it's okay mm. to be where you're at. Yeah. There's reasons why things are happening to you right now. There's great gifts you have to give. There's great lessons to learn here. And then you can understand other people and have compassion for them. Yeah, I, I just encourage everyone to go to 10terrains.com and, and begin the journey because really, again, it's a journey of self-discovery, self-understanding. And in knowing about yourself as well as others, you'll, you'll really, as Tani's saying, be able to create a world of, of intimate relationship because we'll be able to feel safe with each other and everything starts to make sense. And when we start to see that the collective is just a, an aggregation of all of us individually, then it's just, we start to see, well, this is just collective fears and collective uh, triggering. So when, you know, it's, it starts with you. It and all we'll starts be able with to your, communicate with each other more easily. Yeah, actually. communication is the key. Oh, I love this. It has been a pleasure talking with you both. The book is The Ten Terrains of Consciousness. Our guests have been Tawny Wolf and Alan David Reed. Thank you so much for being here with us. And thank you all for listening. I'm Christiane Bella, and this has been Intimacy Architecture. Thank you, Christiane. Thank you for tuning in and being part of Intimacy Architecture. Join Christiane Bella for the next show. We're live every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now go enjoy the weekend.